Welcome to Geographical Thinking, a podcast full of ideas, stories, and conversations through the lens of geography. I'm your host, Guan Yu. CBRE is the largest commercial real estate firm in the world. They use location data and GIS at the forefront of identifying market trends and helping customers stay on top of them. Their proprietary mapping and analytics platform, called Dimension, creates visually compelling stories that speaks to their customers' needs. Joining me today to share more of the story is Naz Ali, the Senior GIS Manager for CBRE Limited. Hello, Naz. Thank you for joining us from Vancouver and welcome to Geographical Thinking. Thank you for having me, Guan. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. In my intro, I mentioned that CBRE is the largest commercial real estate firm in the world. Can you help our listeners understand, you know, at a very high level, the business of CBRE? Yeah, of course. CBRE, as you mentioned, is a global leader in commercial real estate. And uh, we actually work with different portfolios around the world. We That includes office, industrial, uh, multifamily, specialized properties. And of course, you know, our main goal is to make sure that, uh, you know, we understand the potential of our clients and our professionals and partners, and we, we build the relationship and uh, help them with their future needs. What problems do your customers usually come to you and and hoping you would help them solve? Specifically for the GIS, uh, our location intelligence platform, our customers usually come to us more on the site selection side of things. So we actually help them understand the market. We help them resolve uh, questions around site selection. So where we would take demographic data or real estate data, market trends, and help them understand the market and uh, help them identify probably optimal locations for their sites. Can you give us an example to help our listeners wrap their head around that? What does site selection mean? And what are people looking for when they are about to make decisions on choosing a site for their business? One example would be a gym that we worked with. And um, so they had a different type of demographics. And uh, in order to help them understand the market and find help them find the optimal location we actually looked at the demographics all across the metro area in, in different cities and um, we found the pockets where those dif- demographics were as well as um you know competition as well nearby gyms as well as the services some of the gyms would offer because perhaps this client was looking to offer some of the services that the other gyms would not offer and so we were looking at all of these um, factors that uh, would help them understand the market and uh, with demographics there were things like income levels age groups um, daytime population in in certain areas, for example, in in financial districts, you know, if they want to open a location in the financial district, then what sort of data and population are they looking at? So things like that. And uh, we also do multivariable um, an- analysis as well, where we actually bring in different, um, we bring in several factors or demographic variables together, including some of the trends and competition together, and we actually score them based on different neighborhoods or different dissemination areas and uh, or census areas. And we kind of 
help them understand the hotspots that would show up for the whole area. And that kind of helps them pick an area that is more suitable for that. But of course, that's just more on the on the GIS side of things that, of course, the real estate comes in as well. And that's when we work, you know, the broker that they're working with, they have the market information. And that's when they overlay all the potential availabilities that are there for them to kind of look at and and go from there. A key part that I hear from site selection is your technology really helps the retailers to understand the potential customers. So there is a a physical components of where the you know, facilities are, where the potential location for their business are, but also the subcontext and what's maybe more important is to understand where the potential customers are. How does your current approach differ from the traditional trade area analysis? We actually have started using mass mobile data recently, actually recently, like past couple of years, and it has really changed the way we look at trade areas now because they are more realistic trade areas as opposed to a radius ring or a drive time as well because sometimes you know there is a bridge and people necessarily won't really drive over the bridge to get to a location so sometimes when we actually when we analyze the mass mobile data we actually are able to see the exact locations of the of the of the people who are coming to that particular location and we are able to bring or create a more realistic trade area and i do want to mention that mass mobile data is all anonymized and randomized when we get it it's all numbers and ids we it we don't get anything beyond that so the mass mobile data is is like we can see everyone's cell phone on a map and where they have gone, but we have no way to connect each of the dot to a unique person living in the real world. Is that correct? That is correct. We get about 5 to 10% of the mass data, and that's enough for us to do our analysis. Tell us how you would use mass mobile data now for some of the projects um, you're working on. Yeah, so um, with mass mobile data, there are a lot of questions that can be answered. Some questions around like where are people coming from, where we pull in their home locations. We are able to tell if, for example, if I geofence a retail location, I can tell, you know, where the people are coming from, how long are they spending their time in in that uh, retail node, and uh, where are they going after, how how much time time are they spending? Um, what are their preferences in terms of retail? What are their preferences in terms of casual dining or fine dining? There is just so much that can be told with that data. It's it's a lot of information that it can provide, and that has really helped us to help our customers or our clients with with that analysis. That's a lot of very detailed data about demographics, about people coming into uh, retailers' trade areas. What are some of the decisions that your customers made after they were made known of the data and uh, your platform showed them the possibility of the data analytics? Our clients actually um, are able to have a better understanding of 
their demographics or, you know, in terms of like who are coming to their location, etc. And yes, it also helps with um, because or rather because we can actually also tell what days of the week there it's more busy or what times of the day they're more busy. It can also help them align maybe their store hours or other things based on those factors as well. At CBRE, the GS team built an internal mapping application called Dimension. Tell us more about it. Dimension is proprietary to CBRE, and it is a web-based application where we build web apps and dashboards all in a web-based format, of course. Uh, and it's really easy for our users to navigate through that. And, uh, and that's how we have been um, providing not all, most of our uh, data analysis through that platform now. So the trade area analysis that we talked about earlier are made available to your internal stakeholders. So when they're talking to the clients, they can use that platform to show them the analysis uh, that's behind the scene. Absolutely. And because it is all web-based, it's really easy. They can use that in any meeting. All they need is just an internet connection. So it can be used on from an iPad, from any mobile device as well. And uh, and there are some analysis that, that they can do on the fly as well. Wow, that sounds really powerful. I heard commute analysis is uh, another project that was done through this Dimension platform. Tell us about it. With Commute Optimizer, it it's changed everything the way we look at uh, this type of analysis because people, actually our users, in real time can add a location on there and look at the impact of the employees commutes. Um, initially, in Commute Optimizer, you can actually look at, um, you know, how many employees are there, how many are within certain drive times, what is their aggregated and average time uh, uh, and cost for commute. And then, you know, you can also look at impact in terms of like how many will have low impact or high impact if you were to move to another location. So we can map potential locations directly on there or um, the user can click on the map or add a location and see how in real time it affects the that commute. I'd imagine after COVID-19, when everyone is looking at a hybrid working mode, then there's a lot of demand on that site. Absolutely. And it, with the commute optimizer, what we can also do is we have built filters. So we can also look at just different departments. Maybe someone wants to do a little bit of change in their department and move just a certain department to a new location. They can also look at that. It also gives you a geographic center. So you can kind of know where all your employees geographical center would be. Um, and also it really helps uh, to look at the commute uh, time and, and uh, cost especially if they're moving from like suburban to urban or vice versa, you really see the difference there. So in this one view, not only I can see what's the commute like for all of my employees, but I can also filter it through departments and to think about if I were to make a decision work, you know, in the office and from home decisions for a certain department, what would the employees in that department, what would their commute look like? Absolutely. And if they're looking to get access to new labor force, for example, white collar labor force, we can also overlay that layer of information in there so they can turn that layer on and see 
which pockets have, uh, which neighborhoods or pockets have more of a white collar labor force as well. Wow, this is a lot of uh, information. GIS sounds like plays a really big role in digging out these insights and to help your customers in making their decisions. Can you talk a little bit about how the role of GIS changed at CBRE over the years? I started with CBRE almost 20 years ago now, and uh, I have seen the change um, from the cartographic side of things, mapping, you know, dots in the map type of uh, products, moving to this web-based platform. And, uh, you know, especially with the location intelligence platform itself, we have really moved ahead a lot in, in what we were doing. And now we are doing, I would say, more GIS analysis as opposed to just putting dots on the map. Was there a moment or a project that changed the perception of uh, GIS within the company from a senior uh, decision maker's perspective? I would say it was really the technology change uh, and also at the pace that, uh, you know, GIS was developing over the years. And uh, initially we were working with uh, some of the software that didn't have full capabilities. So now we have the software, we've had it for quite a few years now, where we are able to do a lot of like data modeling and uh, and uh, a lot more analytical type work that really helps us to move forward with the type of analysis that we are doing today. And uh, even we've done studies on sidewalks. We recently did a blog on uh, Queen Street West, sort of uh, compare, doing a comparative study from 2020 summer to 2022 to see how that area has changed. And, you know, we did find that uh, the traffic was almost returning to a normal, uh, to the level before pandemic. And uh, and uh, with all of this technology and the tools and that we have nowadays, that has really helped us to move our platform forward. Well, where do you see the next big thing for GIS in commercial real estate? The integration of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning that seems to be taking over the world. And uh, I would say that uh, we have machine learning specifically is going to be very valuable in our field, um, especially with big data. And the type of data, especially, uh, you know, we work with mobile data so much. So it's really going to help us to work with those GIS processes and um, and help us that. And then also the other uh, part would be the 3D data visualization and uh, analysis around that would be also one of the key ones that uh, I can totally see taking over. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, you managed to grow your team while many other organizations are, you know, cutting their labor force. Tell us what's your secret sauce there and how did you promote GIS in your organization over the years? My secret, I would say, honestly, really educating the stakeholders was the biggest thing. Um, our users, our, our managers, uh, the management team, they really understand what GIS is. And uh, I think educating the, my whole entire team, educating everyone has really helped us move in that direction. Um, you know, I've still stolen like five minutes of, uh, of a meeting time at the beginning of, of some major meeting, go in there and just talk about some new tools or capabilities that are out. And that has really helped them understand 
um, I think education has been would be the key. Today in our conversation, I have learned so much. The role that GS plays in a commercial real estate firm. Thank you very much, Naz, for your time、uh, to come to Geographical Thinking and share your experience with our listeners. Thank you for having me, Guan. Naz Ali is the senior GIS manager at CBRE Limited. This podcast is brought to you by Esri Canada, a technology company that empowers people and organizations by the science of wear. Bye for now. 